This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora koutou. I'm Sam Broughton, the Mayor of Waikirikiri, Selwyn District. Welcome back to Swell On Air. Grab a coffee or tea, sit back and enjoy listening to the following show. Welcome to Swell On Air. My name is Kirsten Dingwall-Okoya and today in the studio our guests are Brian and Helen Coker from Stony Crop Garden. So welcome Brian and Helen. Hi. Hi. So tell me, where is Stony Crop Garden? Um, Stony Crop Garden is out at West Melton, right. just um, on the way to the West Coast. Oh, so easy, easy directions. And how did this garden come about? Um, this garden came about um, in two, February 2011, post um, the earthquake here in Christchurch. Brian was trapped in the PGC building in town, and he became a double bilateral amputee um, from that. Um, and we decided that about that time that we would stay put on our little 730 square metre section in St Albans and do a bit more travelling. But circumstances turned that around and our 1930s bungalow wasn't suitable anymore for somebody in a wheelchair. Um, hallways were too narrow, the rooms were too small. So we decided to build on a 3,600 square metre section, which is about three quarters of an acre out here in West Melton. And hopefully a purpose-built house to accommodate needs with Brian living in a wheelchair and being on his prosthetics and to also be suitable in our old age. Um, it has level entry. Uh, there's no steps in the house or on the property. It has wider doorways and passage, passageways and plenty of space. Probably a house that's far too big for the two of us threatening around in it. Um, it was a bare section and um, we've developed it so we both can enjoy the garden together as it was something that we really did enjoy prior to Brian's accident and we wanted to continue that interest on. So we have raised vegetable garden, chip paths, rocks around the beds to enable easy access. So just saying that, you know, accessibility and Brian's story, it's a really important part of your garden as well. So does that lend itself easy for people with accessibility issues to visit your garden? That was part of it as well, really. I mean, it was making sure that it was suitable for me and and for Helen, if it was ever needed for Helen as well. But um our intention right from the start was that we wanted to establish a garden that we could share with other people and have it open to groups or or individuals to look at. And we certainly didn't want to exclude exclude anybody that had access issues. So it was important for us that we that we did that for them as well as for us. And so people on walker frames, it would be okay for them to yeah. Yeah, we've got compacted chip paths around around part of it. I mean, there is the is the lawn, which is um, yeah. I mean, I scoot across that in my wheelchair, so um, the the whole property really is is accessible. 
that's fantastic and so what kind like you started talking about aspects of your garden but how this what is the style of your garden really it's it's most probably an eclectic mix um we've very heavily planted um there's a wide range of plants and shrubs and trees um we've got a rock garden a woodland area a formal planted area with a rill um and more informal plantings around a large lawn so rhododendrons are our main plant interest and we've got um i think we're up to about 240 rhododendrons but there's um something over 1200 other varieties of plant um, in the garden so there's there's a lot to see um, plus the vegetable garden area with raised beds is, is very important as well and so if someone comes out to visit what would that tour look like it depends when you come we've tried to maintain interest in the garden from spring through to autumn yeah so in spring, we've got the, the spring bulbs, the camellias and the rhododendrons that, that flower. And then we progress through to more summer flowering things with the um, irises, lilies, perennials, and then on to like dahlias and chrysanthemums. But then we've also got trees that have beautiful autumn colours like yeah, maples. Um, so that provides that little bit of interest later in the garden. So when is the best time to visit, would you say? late October, early November for the, the spring garden. Yeah. Um, when predominantly our rhododendrons are out. Yeah. But the important thing is, too, that people see something different um, if they come at a different time of year. And that's what we've found with some people, that they want to come back a few months later and, um, you know, see the roses out or, or see um, the summer flowering perennials out. So it's um, the garden changes over the season. Sounds like a symphony of colour. And you get do you get lots of groups come out to visit you? Well, we have actually, and a lot sooner than we had anticipated. Um, the first group we had here was um, 2015, and the garden was only a year old. I ended up being the winner of the Gardener of the Year competition through the New Zealand Garden magazine. Oh, wow. And we opened the garden then um, for the presentation at the time, and it's grown word of mouth from that. So we have garden groups, probus groups, friendship groups all coming through. Yeah. And, you know, like knowing what um, some of these groups they like to linger and they like to sit down. Is that available as well in the garden? Or? Oh, yes, there's seating throughout the garden. Um, and some groups I do provide morning or afternoon tea if they would like to spend some time here. Well, that sounds amazing. And what kind of um, costs is it to come and have a look at your garden? Well, currently we charge $5 a person to enter the garden and another $5 per person if they wish to have a morning or afternoon tea. Oh, that's really reasonable. So thank you for sharing about your garden. And I personally look really forward to coming and seeing it one day, and I hope many others will come to visit as well. Yes, we enjoy having visitors in, in the garden. It's great talking to people who are interested in gardening, and it's amazing what you learn from each other. Okay, so how do we get in touch with you? 
Well, you can phone me on my cell phone, 027 670 8114, or email garden at gmail.com. And we are also members of the New Zealand Gardens Trust. So there is um, information on that site. Which and is um, Great. And also we do have a link to your details on our Selwyn District Council website, our swell in print on the 17th of November. There was a pullout where your details are as well. That's right. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Our next guest to swell on air is Susan Jackman from the Harpo Access Card. Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Kirsten. It's wonderful to be here. So what is the Harpo Access Card? Harpo Access Card is a card available to anybody with a disability that they use when they're out and engaging in the community and it's a, a communication tool between them and businesses to break down barriers to access that they may experience. So why the need for this card? What we found was there, there are other cards for people with disabilities in the community. Most of them are specific to a particular disability or a disability organisation and um, others are a straight out discount card. Ours goes one step further and works with businesses to address the access barriers that they have to simply, it's not just going to be cheaper for people to go somewhere, it's going to be easier. So what what does that look like? So if I have a, a disability, for instance, if I have a walking frame mm-hmm. and I want to go to, a say, a facility in Selwyn, like Lincoln Event Centre, if I go onto your website, I have my card, I go onto your website, what will I see there? What you'll find is the way our card works is it looks at nine access barriers. And those nine access barriers are um, difficulty standing or queuing for a, an extended period of time, level access, which would be applicable to you with your mobility aid, um, the necessity or requirement for an essential companion, um, difficulty walking more than 50 metres, Um, urgent access to a toilet. We've also got um, uh, guide dogs or um, companion dogs. Um, We've got hard of hearing. We've got blind low vision. And then to cover anything else, we've got an exclamation mark, which means anything else. So for your particular um, barriers, you would have one or several of those barriers that are unique to you. If you go to our website and you go to you visit the Lincoln Event Centre page on our website, for instance, there will be guidance and advice on how to engage with Lincoln Event Centre for every one of those icons. So the ones that apply to you, it'll tell you how best to go to that business and how to get the best out of it. It will tell you, it will have a video showing you the um best route from the closest mobility park to the main entrance. There'll be photographs showing you what the, the level access is like. Is there a ramp? Is there an elevator? 
staff you need to contact or get the attention of to get some help. So it really helps you plan your journey so that you get the best out of your experience. That sounds amazing. Now, I've heard of specific disabilities. They might go to an event and they get quite worried about their how they're going to exit the building because they've had to go up an elevator and the only exit in an emergency is stairs. Would it? Would the explanation mark help that? What would help that? What you could do is you, that gives the exclamation mark when you present your card to a staff member. It opens up the door for a conversation around your needs and what your concerns about using that particular business or facility are. So that opens the door for the conversation of, if we have an emergency, can you please explain to me how you can get me safely out of this building? So there's no need for explaining what your disability is or what your needs are. You don't have to. And the staff member doesn't need to know what your disability is all they need to know, all they're going to do is they have training from us on how to make your answer your questions and make your experience the best and put you best at ease. So if I was a business and I know nothing about accessibility, is that something that by being part of the Harpi Access Card that you could provide? Absolutely. The businesses that we work with when we first get in touch with them is that the overwhelming response that we've had from businesses is, I want to be more accessible to people with disabilities, but I don't know how. And so we have a team of uh, business onboarders, we call them, and they work hand in hand with each business and help them address all of the known barriers, discuss and and agree on how each business can work with each of the barriers, with the resources they have within their premises, with their staff, and come up with a plan to address their barriers on an individual basis. All businesses want to do it that we've contacted. It's just simply they don't know how. And we're, we're giving them that helping hand to become more accessible. And I guess, too, if... I'm a person with a disability and I find a business gets caught short in what they can offer me, they could also be your champion. <coughs> Absolutely. And show businesses that the Harpi Access Card is going to be able to work with them. Absolutely. In New Zealand, um, we have a, in our, our um, Human Rights Act, there's a reasonable accommodation, and, and those are the words, reasonable accommodation must be made to accommodate people with disabilities. Unfortunately, that's not defined. Nobody knows what reasonable accommodation means. Through working with businesses, and we've onboarded well over 100 now and have, I think at last count, 87 in our database that we are currently working with, we've actually managed to build up around different business types, such as a cafe, a library, a swimming pool, a stadium, Um, a retail store, uh, a virtual database of what reasonable accommodation means for those business types. Wow. So who can, what does the card offer? It offers a lot of things. um, For instance, at any of the um, council facilities, 
in Christchurch, and I also believe Selwyn, you get discounted entry into things like the swimming pools in in rec centres. Um, some of our businesses, and it's on our website, also offer an additional discount. It's it's not a requirement, but some small businesses, most of our businesses, are we work with the small cafes, retail type firms, um, where they can, they'll offer a discount. But the biggest advantage is if you have a disability, it gives you the ability to plan your journey ahead of time so that there's no surprises. Because if you have a disability, sometimes it's difficult enough for you to engage in the community and let alone have surprises or barriers put in front of you. This lets you know what to expect when you go into a business. And it also, businesses that are on board with us have minimised their barriers, so compared to another business. For example, um, a cafes, cafes that are on board with us, we typically um, ask that they have one table set aside that has a greater distance around it than the other tables. That table will be useful for people in wheelchairs so they're not so close and getting banged into. There's a thoroughfare around them so they can enjoy their, their coffee with their friends and whanau without getting bumped into and and things. So it's just little things like that. And that's something any business or cafe could do with a small layout change of their tables. Sounds amazing. Now, who can apply? Anyone with a disability. So we're what's called a pan-disability charity, which means we cover all disabilities, from learning disabilities, behavioural disabilities and physical disabilities. So any disability that you have... Apply with us. And how do people apply? In order to apply, what we require is we require independent validation that any number of our nine barriers apply to you. That's an easy thing to do. You can go along to your GP who has our application form on their intranet. All GPs in Pegasus Medical have our application form on intranet. And either the doctor or the doctor's nurse or the practice social worker can work with you and sign off on those for you. Or if you're working with uh, an organisation or a charity in the community, such as CCS Disability Action, SkillWise, any of the um, non-government organisations that work with the disabled in the community, your case manager or social worker from one of those organisations can work, talk with you and sign off on those disabilities. Once they're signed off, you've got two options. Go to our website and you can apply online or our email address is on our website. You can scan and email the form to us and we'll take care of it for you. So how do people contact you? Okay, so our website is Foundation, and hapai is spelled H-A-P-A-I foundation.org.nz Thank you so much for joining us today, Susan. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. If you want to hear other stories about ageing well in Selwyn, check out Plains FM website and search Swell on Air. Matewa.